I think I think we're already predisposed to having bad hearing. I know, but that was really But hey, you are here uh, not to hear any jokes, but to hear something on in the world of entertainment. Well, and some of that might include pitching. Well, that's <laughs> true. No, that's true. Yeah, we like to talk about water cooler stuff and uh, entertainment mm. news, and then uh, we like to uh, bitch and moan about yeah. stuff going on in our life. Yeah. If we were lawyers, our yeah. practice would be the law offices of piss and moan. Yay! 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 Well, there was someone who was complaining, but for a legitimate yes, reason. Yes, totally legit. To too legit to quit. Uh, for the number one movie at the box office right now, which you saw. Oh, yeah. It was <laughs> incredible. Incredibles ah. 2. Electric Boogaloo. And I don't know if you really noticed this at all, but apparently the movie is filled with strobing and flashing lights. True. There is a, a, a operative part to the plot. Is, the the um, villain uses is, lights. Yes. yes? And, okay. um, you know, for a second you're like, oh, I'm at a rave. <laughs> I hope I don't get a seizure. <laughs> Dead serious. Then my glow sticks. Because the whole, the whole screen basically starts strobing. Does it? Yeah. Oh, it's that much? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Yes. I because they, they, they said some of them can last like you know five to twenty seconds. Some of this strobing that's yeah, going it, on. no, it's pretty. It's really? not like a quick thing. It okay. happens a few times in the movie. So this is extremely legit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So someone uh, said that there needs to be a warning because people with epilepsy, migraines, or chronic illnesses can be mm -hmm. affected by all these strobing lights. Right. But not if you smoke the chronic. If you smoke the chronic, then you're fine. You'll probably just sit right through and eat more popcorn. Yeah. Mm. Which actually, you know what? Movie theaters should have a secondary side business oh. with weed dispensaries right, right next door. Right. That way, because they make the money at movie theaters, not Out on the, the tickets, although they're very expensive, on the concessions. Right. And if you're high, you're going to be going for I more snacks. I feel you. I feel it, Sarah. That's my first business. Usually it's you that has the business ideas mm -hmm. for once. I well, the, the cool like thing is work. they wouldn't have to worry about the quality of the food that they sell at concessions. Right. It could be stale. It could be like the knockoff stuff. You know, as long as it's it's salty, warm, and buttery in whatever oh. food you want to. Oh have. my! And then there's candy there too. Yes. Mm. And then bad movies might seem better if you're right. high. Right. I think this. Is I it. love it. We're going in that direction. I mean, le weed's going to be legal soon anyway, mm -hmm. so you might as well start. Yeah, why not? Breaking ground next to your movie <laughs> theaters, just in case. But yeah, so um, there was a person who started it um, online and said, you know, I don't want to have them shut the movie down, and I'm not saying, you know, don't go see it. Just He's be like, warned. Just have a, a warning. Right. And, um, and Disney apparently heard everybody online, and many, if not all, of the theaters who are now showing it do have little sign yeah, warnings. Yeah, there's little 8.5 uh, by 11 sheets of paper posted all over the two theaters that I attempted to see The Incredible. Oh, for, oh yeah. you know, it was there already? Yeah. Okay, cool, yeah. So just be careful, just be warned if you're going to go. It's going to be awesome. Lots of strobing lights. Now, we all know that Tom Holland, the current Spider-Man, mm. Is uh, very bad at keeping secrets. Yes. He's really good at spoiling things. And actually, th apparently, there was one screening of Infinity War for a bunch of fans, mm. and they had some of the um, cast come and, and talk to the audience before the show. Yeah. And 
spoiler alert right now if you haven't seen Infinity War, so I won't pull a Tom Holland myself. <laughs> Spider-Man comes marching out, and he's like, hey, everybody, I'm alive. And the audience is like, why would you not be? <laughs> oh, snap. Right. They haven't seen the movie yet. They don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, Good job, Tom Holland. Good job. I love watching the videos of the cast of these movies where one of them is spoiling it. and the Because they, you know, during the press tours for this, yeah. they were teamed up with one another. And you'll see the videos of, like, and one person's walking down Spoiler <laughs> Avenue, and the other one's like, dude! Dude, stop! <laughs> oh, by the way, this picture, I, I am way behind it, apparently. Everybody's already seen this. It's freaking me out. Look how much Tom Holland looks like Stan Lee when he right. was young. I That's think crazy. What they need to do, because Tom Holland is very good at you know doing the accent that's reminiscent of the five boroughs, because yes. his character, uh, Peter Parker, is supposed to be from Queens. Because if he was from Williamsburg, he'd be wearing an Arcade Fire t-shirt <laughs> and skinny jeans. Just saying. <laughs> but I'm, you know, I'm looking at this, and I'm just like, okay, we all know Stan Lee. You know, he's not going to be around forever. It's just no. a, it's a, you know, Thanos is. And yeah. it's going to be done. Yeah. I think what he should do is take over the cameo in all the Marvel movies <gasps> as Stan Lee. Oh, I That's like that. Yeah. Stan Lee needs to write that in his will right now while he still has his wits about him, mm -hmm. that uh, Tom Holland can start taking over the cameos. Right. That would be fantastic. But apparently, um, Tom Holland has worked with the director of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom before on another movie. Hmm. So they're kind of friends. Oh. And the director of the movie was so pissed because Tom Holland spoiled the entire plot of Jurassic World <laughs> Fallen Kingdom for Chris Pratt. And the director didn't want him to know, like he wanted him to kind of be surprised, like before mm -hmm. they'd even shot everything. Right. Tom Holland's like, oh my God, I know the whole thing, let me just tell you. And so the director was <laughs> totally pissed at him and tweeted, that was supposed to be a secret, Tom Holland, you are a weasel. And then Tom Holland responded, I just got so excited. This is exactly why Marvel won't tell me plots anymore. The director writes back, don't worry, man. I'm not telling anyone anything about Spider-Man 2. And Tom Holland replies, what do you mean, Spider-Man 2? Didn't you see Avengers? Hashtag, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. You know, I think this He's is kidding, this is not a problem. It's an opportunity. I think <laughs> yeah. what you do, Hollywood, is you get Tom Holland, you feed him false spoiler yes. about every single movie and even if he's not in your movie you send him out on the press tours <laughs> the saw movies send him out for that yeah or the insidious movies send him out for that or just leak him info so we can put it on twitter because he will right <laughs> right he gets it's excited totally he knows something. stuff you know <laughs> yes. come on exactly now I think, let's see, what time is it? 10.07. Um, at 11 this morning mm. is when this big party is going to be happening downtown at the mm. abandoned, but not for long, train depot in Cracktown. Yes. What? Ford bought it, as mm -hmm. we know. And then today, they're having their sort of uh, festival for it, where yes. they're going to explain in more detail exactly what their plans are right. for it. We kind of already know that right. it's going to be like... A little area for employees mm. there, uh, so they have a place actually downtown for Ford. But, right. Um, they are, um, you know, I've done this before where I've skipped ahead. I totally apologize. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> I'll just smile and nod my head. <laughs> of course, Sarah, I totally <laughs> You don't say. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. See, we've done the segment. We have done the segment, yeah. 
Uh, Just keep rolling with it. It's, our, it's our podcast. Uh, it is. Dude. You know what? I, don't worry. Don't worry about pictures. So Big Sean's going to perform today at eleven. That's going to happen, mm-hmm. which is very exciting. Right. So he's going to perform at the uh, the show that they're having mm-hmm. downtown, and then I think they're going to have the Detroit's Children Choir there, mm-hmm. and um, so five thousand people have already RSVP'd so far. Right. And if you are someone who has already RSVP'd, then you can be inside the gates. The rest of the public can be outside of the mm-hmm. gates. And you can go downtown, and it's a very right. exciting thing. While you're down there, you know, I mean, everybody knows Corktown for slows, but, you know, there's Mercury Burger Bar, which is amazing. Yes. There is the um, the Sugar House, which is seriously... I still haven't been to, but I... The libations are disgustingly amazing. Yeah. They're seriously good. And there's Gold Cash Gold, mm-hmm. and there's a bunch of stuff down there. If you haven't explored Corktown, do it, because it is about to blow up! <laughs> I'm just saying, get there before everybody's into it. You were, yeah, you were talking about how, can you imagine being somebody who bought, you know, property or yeah. a house sort of near there and everybody was laughing at you and like, Psh, good right. idea. And now it is a good idea. Right. Now, the only thing that can spoil the event today is that if General Motors shows up, oh, no, we want this too. But then Ford will go, your mom's name is Martha? My mom's name is Martha. <laughs> and it'll happen right down in the train station in front of a gra- graffiti wall. And then they'll fight crime yes. together. And then Ford will throw GM through some bathroom stalls sure, and then yeah. the kryptonite spear you know how that goes and somebody's girlfriend will have to go and try yeah. to get the spear and well, it's a whole thing here's the thing as long as Martha Firestone Ford shows up there half the equation has been fulfilled already yes. you just have to solve for the unknown <laughs> I'm just saying uh, so the reason why I fooled myself I outfoxed myself I looked down I saw the word Motown uh, however, it was because we were supposed to be talking about Motown legend Marvin Gaye. Right. Uh, people have been trying to make a movie about him and his life story for a mm-hmm. long time, and for some reason they haven't been able to actually like get it off the ground. At right. one point there was a project where Lenny Kravitz was attached to it, and he was supposed to play Marvin Gaye, and then mm-hmm. that didn't happen, which I think that would be kind of an, a good choice. I like that. Yeah, no, I can Musician see it. Musician slash I, now actor yeah, as well. Yeah, I, I can He's, see it. I mean... As long as he's down with Motown, I'm good. You're good? In the hood? In the hood. So now it looks like Dr. Dre is moving forward with the project. Ooh, are they going to mash it up and call it the story of Marvin Dre? I hope so. That'd be phenomenal. If ever a project was going to be greenlit, it's if they have that title on it. Marvin Gaye hangs out with Snoop Dogg and Eminem. Yes. And then Motown is replaced by Death Row Records. And then (laughs) Suge Knight is the one that offs him at the end instead of his dad. Oh, oh. And it is a dark story, a Marvin Gaye story. It it, it is sad. Like, when I heard that story, number one, because of the way it ended, it was really a super-duper tragic loss on many, many levels. And, you know, at the time, he was still relevant. Mm-hmm. You know? And, he was only and, 44. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it's... It's a, it's a story ripe for a movie, so I can see why a lot of people have wanted to bring it to the screen but right. haven't been able to. But what's different this time around, even though they're still um, in the early stages, is that it looks like Dre has um, the blessing of the family. Right. And, and the estate. A lot of people... I mean, Dr. Dre is known for gangster rap. Yes. Right? Um, but what a lot of people don't know is that he is truly a music lover. I mean, he loves music. 
you know, his, uh -oh. his vinyl vault is apparently ridiculous. Oh, my I God. Mean, you would like, lose your yeah. mind in there. So I, I think, you know, just like Lenny Kravitz, I think Dr. Dre would handle it with reverence and do it the right way. Yes. Just saying. Well, and he was also, obviously it was easier for him, but um, he helped to produce the NWA biopic, Straight right. Compton. So he's been around the he's block. He's a producer And as, as well. a doctor, he's got seven years of <laughs> hip-hop medical school. With, I think, a specialty in R&B. Yes. So that should really help quite a bit you yeah. know, with this production. And he's got to pay off all those school loans. Right. So no, he's, absolutely. He's, he's motivated. Yes, yes. And, you know, hopefully he can get those loans uh, paid off so that he can make a donation or an endowment uh, at his alma mater where yeah. he went to hip-hop medical school. One can only hope. <laughs> they are wrapping up shooting. No pun. <laughs> ah shooting the final season of Game of Thrones. And I, I'm just, I'm not gonna be able to take it, Joe. I'm not gonna be able to take it. You and everyone else, I'm just saying. It's been in my life for so long. And it's star Amelia Clark, mother of dragons, who had just posted a picture on Instagram. She said, hop down a hmm. boat to an island to say goodbye to the land that has been my home away from home for almost a decade. It's been a trip, Game of Thrones. Thank you for the life I never dreamed I'd be able to live and the family I will never stop missing. Broken heart emoji. Hashtag last season itis. It's so sad, Joe. Wow. It's so sad. Amazing. And then she did an interview with Vanity Fair where she said that her final on-screen moments really effed her up. Like it messed her up in her mind to be filming her final moments, mm -hmm. but also that that would be the last impression everyone had of that character. Oh. Which is oh. kind of a spoiler. Oh, my goodness. And you're like, boo, I haven't seen wow. a single episode. No, of I have. <laughs> I, I started out with Game of... I started Game of Thrones. It was just... I couldn't continue. I couldn't keep up with it. Yeah. It was, it's a lot know, of characters. It right. Is. Yeah. I, there was just a lot going on, and I figured plots. at some point I will just binge this. Yeah. Because I can't... I'm having a really difficult time watching things in real time these days. The only thing is that I can keep up with is Walking Dead. Right. You That's know. your baby. That's yeah. your boo. And I mean, thanks to all the, you know, the ancillary programming, like with Talking Dead and stuff like that, which mm -hmm. we'll see what happens with that. You know, it's easy to kind of like miss a show and catch up with it, even if you don't DVR it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we'll see what happens with Game of Thrones. Um, yeah. Last I checked in with Game of Thrones in my world. Yeah. Where um, are you? I can't even imagine. Um, Sean Bean was still alive. No! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was still alive. Wow. And the funny thing was, was that I went on a press junket uh, on uh, Sean Bean's next project afterwards okay. and we were talking about Game of Thrones and I'm like dude all I know is that you get you kick it at some point and he's just kind of looking at me like what kind of rock do you live under <laughs> like I don't know granite mm. you know maybe a landscaping paver I don't know yes now you actually at one point worked for MTV yes did you ever have to work on the Music Awards or Movie Awards? I've worked. I haven't worked on either one of those. I've okay. worked on the VH1 award shows. Oh, you did. Okay. So I've been involved. Um, I've been involved with the Fashion Awards and my VH1 Music Awards. Um, did were they just absolute cluster Fs? No. No. If there is it's one like a company, machine. yeah. If there's one company aside from the Stevie One incident, the Stevie Wonder incident where they left oh, them they on left stage, it out there. yeah. Nobody has these things. Them all. I mean, MTV knows how to produce a live show. I mean, it is. It's like us driving to work. Like, oh, it's done. Cool. Yeah. And uh, they know what they're doing. Everybody knows their role, and then they have huge parties afterwards. And then afterwards, they make shows about the show, about the show, and then they show them for months. <laughs> and that's MTV and VH1. It's kind of smart how they yeah. do that. 
But I, I feel like they, and maybe it's just because I'm getting older, I don't know, but the Video Music Awards and the Movie War Awards, I feel like have kind of like fallen off a cliff in the last few years. Like the, yeah. qual- the quality's just been dropping. And they, they tried uh, yeah. really hard this year with picking, you know, the hottest comedian out there, which is right. Tiffany Haddish, which is probably a good choice, although I, I was mostly bored with the bits that I saw. Right. I don't, I kind well, of the problem is, is that it's a formula, and you know when you have the Oscars, when you have the other award shows, all that were complacent for years and years and years, and then MTV came along and stirred up the pot, and then everybody had to up their game. It was kind of like yeah. everybody just looked at MTV and said, "Well, just do what they do." Yeah. And so you kind of get all of that on the other award shows that you left for MTV. It's like kind of like you're dating somebody, and you're kind of bored. So you start dating somebody else, mm-hmm. and then you realize, like, you know what? Didn't we almost have it all? My so, first girlfriend was kind of yeah. good. And then you try to get back together, and then you do, and you're like, you know what? We were meant to be. Oh, Joe. Yeah. You're so romantic. And then you start stalking the girl that you left on Facebook to make sure right. she hasn't moved on. That's a different story, though. Or that you're at least better looking than the person they've moved on with. Yeah. I mean, that's mm. you have that's a given. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so for her opening monologue, Tiffany Haddish right away just went after the Kardashians who were sitting in the audience at the time and seemed to have a good sense of humor about it. I'm always excited to see the Kardashians. That family is basically the Star Wars franchise, okay? They make a ton of money, a new one's always popping up, and they're ruled by a bossy overlord who sleeps in a mask and she loves black men, so... Yes. And you know who else I love? Zendaya. She taught me how to model. She taught me how to model, and I taught her how to grapefruit. What? She's 21 now, y'all. She a grown woman. You got to know how to do that if you want a husband. Now, I'm going to assume, Joe, that you have not seen Girls Trip. Which Tiffany Haddish is in? Uh, I've uh, seen. I've Jada seen. Pinkett, yeah. Queen Latifah and... I've seen little bits of it because it'll, oh, yeah. sh- it'll okay. show up on cable while I'm yeah. like fold- folding laundry or something, and then <laughs> yes. and then I'll uh, I'll pick up a phone, and then that's all I've seen of it. <laughs> so there is because this is what she was referring to in the end that she taught um, Zendaya how to do a thing in the movie called grapefruiting. Oh, sounds naughty. It is. It's where you use a grapefruit to help you help a guy, if that makes any sense at oh. all. Does it leave a nice citrusy smell in the I room? I would imagine, yeah, actually. Because citrus clean is yeah. like no other clean. Let's play that video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and here's the clip. No, wait exactly a minute. Hold on, stop. How you use a... <clears throat> stop the show for a second. You know how you get a tower of onion rings? Not like a blooming onion. <laughs> right. <laughs> but a tower of onion rings. Yeah. So wait, is the grapefruit sliced? Uh, no, you kind of, you, you, you poke a hole in it. But you use the grapefruit as a whole. I mean, in its entirety. So, well, I mean, can it be ruby red or does it have to be the yellow kind? It can be whatever kind you like. Why can't you use a mango? Oh, the big giant seed in the middle. Right. Okay. Yes. No. Grapefruiting. I'd see, and for me, I feel like the citrus is just going to be painful I... on a dude. But I could be I... wrong. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it would. It, you know, it does have a astringent quality. <laughs> It does. I'm. I'm really. It's I'm, a, we. Did, I didn't expect to do a 
full explanation of I, that. Um, but hey, when we get back, we're gonna huh. explain the whole thing. No, yeah, we're gonna. I'm gonna do diagrams, and huh. they're gonna be hand puppets, and you're I, gonna get to understand the whole huh. idea of grapefruiting when we get back on Pop That Culture. Huh. My word. Hey, you guys, it's Raphael of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Guess what? The only thing we can get down here in the sewer is Geektainment Weekly on new radio media. Turtle power! Maple Lane Golf Club is a 54-hole golfing treasure located in the heart of Sterling Heights. Maple Lane Golf Club offers immaculate greens, a top-flight pro shop, and inexpensive green fees. For convenience, book your tee time online at maplelanegolf.com. Come out and enjoy a great golf experience. Try our nine and dine special. Nine holes of golf and enjoy food and refreshments in the Clubhouse Bistro. That's Maple Lane Golf Club in Sterling Heights. Check us out at maplelanegolf.com. Hi, I'm Art and we're the crew at Tuffy Walled Lake. We've been in Walled Lake for 20 years. And through our knowledgeable staff and customer satisfaction, we've become quite the cornerstone in our community and to our discerning customers statewide. We know how important your vehicle is to you, and we take pride in our impeccable, affordable service, and we're trying to get you back on the road as quickly and safely as we possibly can. Please stop in and see why everybody comes from all over to get their car serviced at 784 North Pontiac Trail in Wald Lake. At Murray's Park City, we're known for offering customer service you won't get in any chain store or online. But don't take it from me, just listen to what our customers have to say. The employees at Murray's are knowledgeable, courteous. They make you feel like you're at home. Pick up a can of Seafoam Fuel System Treatment for only $6.99 or a 5-quart container of Mobile One Motor Oil for just $28.95. Murray's Park City and Pontiac Trail at Maple Road in Walled Lake. We've got the parts you need when you need What a Tuesday! We're having on Pop That Culture. We were we were here, and now we're here, and it's just it's taken a it's, turn. Yeah, it has. But uh, Joe is about to. Let's see if you hold on. All right. On it? I, I, yeah, I he's see. Up on it. I get it. Jurassic World is starting. Hold oh, he's on. got a he's got an advertisement. So he was going to try and watch the clip of Tiffany Haddish's oh, character. Oh my God! In oh. Uh, yep, there she goes. How was that fun? I know. Uh, so if you haven't seen Girls Trip, in it, Tiffany Haddish's character teaches you a certain thing that you can do for a gentleman that involves a grapefruit. And Oh my God! <laughs> We're getting a real-time reaction video of Joe. Now, if, if one or both of you had scurvy... Right, this would be I, good. This would be perfect. Yes. You need a grapefruit? What well, for some guys, you might only need an orange or like a clementine. Or I don't a know. Kiwi? But, I, yeah, yes. A clementine. <laughs> <laughs> it, it wasn't one of those easy peel clementines. Yeah, of course it it's totally an easy peel. Exactly. Oh, for the love of yeah. all that is. It's, uh, she, she goes to town I, with that grapefruit. For my sure. goodness. I just, grapefruiting. And apparently, this was not in the movie and she was just joking around with the girls or will smith I, and jada pinkett smith and they were like that's hysterical we need to put that in the movie which means that this is something that tiffany haddish was actually doing in her real life i that's whoa, 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 whoa. you've never seen the viral video of the chick grapefruiting 
Well, that's what he was looking at first. Okay. I've only well, ever seen the movie. Now, Dave, okay, after the show, Dave, we will watch the grapefruiting yeah. video. Yeah, wait, she does a pretty graphic oh, yeah. description in the movie. I can imagine that. The, the viral video, there's a, there's a fantastic noise that accompanies it. So, yeah. There were some noises in the movie as well, though. So, yeah, anyway, do your, do your own research. Should you choose to go down that I, rabbit hole today, you oh can. Oh, my goodness. And if you never want to see uh, fruit being used that way, you don't have to. Well, I was having a hard time with fruit being put in beer, and eventually I was right. just used to it. You know? Can you imagine the people who are anti-fruit on pizza or anti-fruit yeah. in beer? Like- this, is, this is like limes and oranges in your beer, <laughs> pineapple on pizza. I, you know, and the list goes on. I, uh, oh, yes. I, hey, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's get out of the, the ditch and go to something classy. You know what else happened at the MTV <laughs> Music <laughs> What else happened, Sarah? <laughs> Chadwick Boseman, who plays T'Challa and Black Panther yes. in Black Panther. So cool. He uh, received the award for Best Hero, mm-hmm. his character, and he got up on stage and received the award. But then I actually he said, I need to hand this over to a real-life hero. Mm-hmm. So then he brought up the guy who wrestled an assault-style rifle away from the gunman at a Tennessee Waffle House in right. April. His name is James Shaw Jr. And he said, you're a real hero, man. And he gave him the golden popcorn, which Amazing. I know is not the highest level of awards that you can get, but it was it's still it was cool the thought. Award. It was the thought that yeah. counts. Where yeah. he was like, you know what? Blah blah blah, movie heroes. Yeah. We should rec- you know, recognize. He, he, real I mean, heroes. he didn't get recognized by many other people. And, and that was a, a little controversy surrounding that. So very nice gesture. Mm-hmm. I think that we need more of this today. Yes, definitely. Now what we need more of as well are for the temperatures to drop so things can get normal again mm. and people actually want to be outside right. with their families, grilling and chilling. Like a villain. Yes. But apparently there's a new rule that's about to happen in Warren that could land you in jail if maybe there's like a rain shower and you pull the grill inside yeah. the garage for a Bad. You might actually spend 90 days in jail if everything ends up going through because the city council is considering adding to an ordinance that would prohibit open flame cooking devices in residential garages or other accessory structures. Accessory structures. structures. So a shed. Mm -hmm. If you like grilling in your shed or the doghouse. Don't do it. <laughs> well, in reality, if you look really close at a lot of city ordinances, you you know, for example, uh, in Ypsilanti mm-hmm. and Pittsfield Township in Ann Arbor, you cannot grill on your patio if you live in an apartment. That's uh, that's prevented I've been by in yeah. apartments most of my life, and <clears throat> there were some where it, I think it, if you lived on the first floor somehow in the cement slab, it was like okay for you if you were a certain mm-hmm. distance away from the building to have a right. grill. But then on the upper balconies, you couldn't. And yeah, there's always been a lot of grilling rules. Mm-hmm. But this is kind of, I don't know, I feel bad. Like, I, I, this is something you see in neighborhoods all the time. Right, where yeah. people pull their grills into right. the garage just for a little yeah, while. It starts to get a cloudburst, yeah. drag the Smoky Joe into the garage, and Bob's your uncle. Yeah. Barbecue disaster averted. But they're saying they're trying to avert barbecue disasters because a lot of people have flammable things in well, the garage. Well, this is where I'm going. You know who ruined it? Here's who ruined it. Some dude with a gallon container of gasoline, a pile of oily (laughs) rags, and a bale of hay pulled his grill in. It got caught in little cracks somewhere, tipped over, set his garage on fire, and Jim Fout said, ah, 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 we won't be having any of this. Yeah, so anyone found guilty could get a fine of $500 to $1,000 and then possibly 90 days in jail. I can't imagine anyone would really 
get the heaviest hitting thing where they actually send you to jail because you wanted some burgers and dogs. I well, mean, I, I think, you know what, I think for the most part it'll be a slap on the hand. It's it's like fireworks. Yeah. Nobody really ever gets ticketed, at least that I know of, for fireworks until you get the drunk guy that knocks the thing of bottle rockets over and it hurts somebody or, yeah. you know, it's something bad If you're a repeat happens. offender, maybe they'll come yeah. after you hard. Yeah, but... just like uh, Richard Marks. <laughs> Um, somebody that we will see if there actually ends up being some charges. I don't know if there will or not. Uh, we talked about him yesterday is Chris Hardwick, who um, has hosted a number of shows on mm. AMC, Talking Dead, and hosts a lot of panels at Comic-Con. He mm. hosts the show The Wall on NBC. He, here's the thing. Chris Hardwick, popular name in the 90s mm -hmm. uh, with Generation X because of Singled Out Correct. with Jenny McCarthy. Mm -hmm. And then he kind of disappears for a little bit, like a lot of 90s you know, entertainment icons did. Yeah. And then he has this renaissance where he comes back and he's, he's all over the place. Not what you'd necessarily call like an A-lister, probably a B-plus lister. Sure. And, you know, and then this comes out yeah. you know, with his ex-girlfriend that there are accusations about abuse and things like that. Well, so I heard a little bit more about what she'd said, and she never used his name in this article, but everyone knows exactly mm -hmm. who she was talking about. And there's one part of it where, yes, I mean, hands down, if... You know, she he would come home after a hard day at work and he would be like, I want to have sex. And she's like, I don't want to. And then, like, he would say, well, we're having sex anyway. And she claims that she would cry and then he would call it starfish sex, like sex with tears. I don't know why. What? Yeah. I didn't know starfish could cry. It's I don't get the title. I don't get the name. I think all of that sounds horrible Is this a SpongeBob thing? <laughs> I'm so sorry, Chloe Dykstra, that you went through any of that. But then the other things that she was talking about was just kind of sounding like um a definitely a controlling boyfriend, right. but sort of like a, I'm in Hollywood, so I'm being extra paranoid, protective uh, person, mm. where if they were out in public in an elevator or in a taxi cab or at restaurants, he didn't want them to talk out loud because he thought people were would overhear their conversations. Right. And she's like, so we're just sitting at dinner, and he's like on his phone, and we're not talking because he's afraid that people would overhear us when we were in public, which that's, is uh, harsh. It's it's kind of a stretch because if that's the case, if you're that scared of being yeah. overheard in public, then you don't go out in public. I mean, I hate to say it. You, yeah. You order in, you know, you get sun basket, you know, have them come <laughs> to the house, and uh, you know, you do your thing, yeah. or or you go to a place that affords you the extra, you know. Privacy. Privacy. Yeah. Or you just go to some place that sucks that nobody eats at. Yeah. You know? So she had a whole list of weird things with him. So I don't know exactly what the fallout's going to be. But I do know that people immediately went online and were giving their suggestions who they hope will replace mm -hmm. him on his different shows. Because he has a spin-off talk show on AMC just called Talking. Right. Spinning off of Talking Dead. And I was ever a person who watched Community. But one of its stars is an actress named Yvette uh, Nicole Brown. And a lot of people are saying that's who they would like to have replaced him on well, the talking if you show. Watch, if you watch Talking Dead... Like, I she, know her face, but I don't know that I know her work that right. well. Well, if, you, if you're a Walking Dead fan and you watch Talking Dead, you know exactly who she is. She oh, you shows do? Up, yeah, okay. she is a regular guest on the Talking Dead panel. Okay. And she comes more prepared, and she knows arguably more about the show than the showrunners do. Really? I mean, she'll show up with a notebook with oodles of notes, like... 
And she'll be like, okay, well, I want to ask you about this character interaction, you know, oh, in the second season. And okay. how does it tie in to the current season? And you'll watch, and she's totally entertaining, and she's funny, and the show and the fans love her. So I think she should totally replace well, him. Well, this makes so you know. much more sense yeah. to me now, because I, like I said, I'd only heard of her in attachment to community, and I right. didn't realize she was already, like, a regular on she this show. She is a Walking Dead geek. As okay. are, if you watch Talking Dead, you'll know that there are a lot of Hollywood personalities mm -hmm. that are really into the show but she is probably the at the forefront okay. because she does she knows more about the show and the characters than a lot of the insiders do and right. it's kind of scary okay and then the other name that they were throwing out was Aisha Tyler just because she's a good hostess I don't know if she specifically knows very much about mm -hmm. The Walking Dead but she knows well, how to be a good host well she does and then you could have another bad creation do the theme song for the Aisha, you were ba, 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 da, ba, da. Uh, so when we get back on Pop That Culture, a lot of people writing beautiful, glowing, sweet things mm. about their dads on Father's Day on Instagram. That was not the case for Tommy Lee and his children over the weekend. Mm. It got ugly, and we'll get into it when we get back on Pop That Culture. Hi, I'm Andy. And I'm David. Join us for fun and adventure on our new show, Podquesters, where we fight through imaginary battles and pray to the dice gods for good rolls. Yes, it's an epic, sweeping adventure. We try to fulfill our destinies without driving the Dungeon Master crazy. I thought that was the point. Anyways, check us out here on NewRadioMedia.com, Fridays, Podquesters. See you there. Advertising your business these days can be challenging. Traditional radio and TV ads are expensive and, frankly, a bit of a crapshoot. Not to mention, the audience for over-the-air material is shrinking as more and more of us demand to see and hear what we want, when we want. Advertising on new radio media is a solution. With our live streaming programs that are also available on demand, your message is always ready when your customers are ready to watch and listen, all for a fraction of what you'd likely have been paying for other ads. NewRadioMedia.com. Call Buzz Van Houten at 248-939-9999 for more information. A study from Johns Hopkins researchers indicates a high-fat diet may lead to the development of new nerve cells in your brain that influence how much you eat. But it's also been known for decades that the brain continues to form new nerve cells well into adulthood. So for now, it appears the process occurs not only in the parts of your brain associated with memory and a sense of smell, but also in the ones that control your various body functions, including hunger and thirst. One researcher believes that your brain functions this way as part of your body's survival mechanism. When food is abundant, it generates cells that will make you eat more and make you store excess calories as fat for use when food is not readily available. But the problem with humans, particularly those in developed countries, is that food is almost always readily available. So the more you eat, the more fat you store, and the greater becomes your appetite. With another prescription for your health, I'm Dr. Jim Bragman. We'll pick this up a little bit. <laughs> Welcome back to Pop That Culture. We've got uh, Pac-Man Fever for a story we're going to get to in just a minute, which is a malady that somebody in your house may be suffering from. Right. And you need to know the symptoms because apparently it's real. It's bad. But what a couple of people are suffering from is a really bad father-son relationship. Yeah. 
And that is Tommy Lee of Motley Crue and his son, Brandon Lee. Amazing. I mean, I loved him in The Crow. Yeah. That fake death thing <laughs> was, a, was, it was, I was totally Aww. owned by that, you know? You know what, though? I did love that movie, and I did love Brandon Lee. Oh, no, I thought Crow. Brandon Lee was awesome. It was so you know? sad. And I was actually a little flipped out that they were going to do a reboot with Jason Momoa. Yeah. But that has now been canceled. So. I, and you know what? Part of the, the ethos, and, you know, we're going to get to the story in a second, but part of the ethos and, and the mystique of The Crow yeah. was Brandon Lee and the circumstances surrounding sure, the yeah. production of the movie. Because no matter how good or bad, the storyline was for the follow-up Crow movies, they just weren't the same. No, they were terrible. And, and you know, you couldn't, and that's why the whole thing, you should have just left the Crow movie and just been done with it mm -hmm. and been like, wow, one and done. It's a sure. perfect, weird 90s, you know, goth. Yeah. It's just, it's... Supposedly it's not, in Detroit. Uh, well, yeah. Aren't a lot of movies... In Detroit. Yes. <laughs> and then we've been filmed in I don't even know where. Toronto. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like if you watch the credits, you know, and, like, and featuring Toronto as Detroit. <laughs> you got to wait till the end, though. Exactly. So on uh, Instagram on Father's Day, Tommy Lee was basically bitching about, it's so hard to be a dad, man. It's harder than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. And he was calling out everybody else for their perfect posts about their dads and their sons. And that's not how it really is. And it's a roller coaster. Yeah. And then, and he sort of veered into, and I, you know, the one thing I really tried to teach my kids was to respect the value of things, but they don't because they know if they break something, their mom will just buy them a new one, right. blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, if you break a boat horn with your boner. <laughs> just your saying. mom will buy you a new boner. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. And so his son, Brandon Lee, was not so happy that mm. uh, Tommy Lee was on there ragging on him, but then also ragging on his mom. And they had actually gotten into a physical altercation recently yeah. where the son busted the dad's lip. It, this is, to me, this is, no matter how much you do or don't get along with your dad, these types of stories always really make me sad. And, you know, we were talking about Marvin Gaye earlier, and we know how far that went. And, Oof. you know, it's like, if you're going to be estranged from somebody like that, just don't mm -hmm. go around them. You really have to, does it have to come to fisticuffs? Go to fisticuffs and or that it then becomes this like public thing where you're airing all of your family right. dirty laundry between the two of them because he then posted a screenshot of his dad like passed out on the ground, I'm assuming after he'd hit him. Yeah. And then he also posted a video of that as well, but he took that down later. And he wrote, remember what happened last time? Sleeping emoji? You got to show up to be a dad, big guy. If you think we're so bad, which I can assure you we are not, then you should have <coughs> showed up to a few more birthdays and baseball games. Someone like you couldn't raise a man like me. And then he posted the pass out video. And then he regretted it and on Monday took it down and said, sorry for the noise, everyone. Hopefully this is the end. Yeah, I, you know what, and here's the thing. I, <laughs> I'm not... I'm not saying, like, you know, whatever dysfunction they have Which is justified. Like a There's a lot there. But I mean, you got to understand if your dad's the drummer for Motley Crue <laughs> and they're on a summer tour, chances are you're going to miss out on being the snack family at the soccer game. I'm just saying. <laughs> Tommy Lee doesn't have time to bring yes, the orange slices. Exactly. He's got groceries to Juice with. boxes at the most. <laughs> but if you're expecting sliced fruit, no. It's not going to happen, no. Brandon. It's not going to happen. You gotta, you gotta change your expectations yes. uh, when your dad, you know, grew up at the Whiskey A Go Go, mainlining <laughs> vodka. I'm just saying. Gotta be realistic, buddy. Uh, the World Health Organization has officially classified a thing they are calling gaming disorder. Right. 
as a real mental health disorder, mm. which they say is very similar to the symptoms of substance abuse and gambling disorders. It, you know what? And I will say this, Michael Rotondo. Oh, yes. Um, I do know. And this is, I know, here, here's, I'm going to say this. Okay. And the pushback is going to be, well, I play video games a lot and I'm not like that. And I'm not saying that you are, but I'm just saying observationally, mm -hmm. I have a couple of very, very good friends who I know right. that, that got into friends. gaming and, and I like, know really well, like to the point where I could probably be a lifeline on who wants to be a millionaire oh, okay. or um, if the, um, you know, if, if ICE came and said, is this person really a citizen? I'll say, no, we've been married for <laughs> years and I can tell you exactly what this person loves to do. Uh -huh. And the whole gaming thing is I do see behaviors that are very reminiscent of people that I've known that have had drug problems. Yeah. And so it comes as no surprise to me that this has been called out. And while a vast majority of people can handle being gamers, there are some people that behave like absolute crackheads yes. when they get sucked into the video game world. So there are qualifications. It can't just be... I play it a lot, mm -hmm. you know, oh, a mental disorder. Right. No, and you need to have had the problem for at least 12 months, mm. according to what they've written in yes. the journals about this. And then here are the top three things that they say qualify you as having gaming disorder. Uh -huh. um, gaming behavior takes precedence over other activities to the extent that the other activities are taken to the periphery. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that means also things like showering, you know, bathing, eating. It, it, hygiene is part of it. I've <clears throat> yeah. seen that, yeah. Um, impaired control of these gaming behaviors, even when the negative consequences occur, the behavior still escalates, so mm -hmm. you keep playing more and more. And then the condition leads to significant distress and impairment in personal, family, social, educational, or occupational functioning, mm -hmm. i.e., uh, you stop going to work because you're still playing the video Well, game. see, so I, I know a person, I know a guy who knows a guy. You, you always do. This this individual does choose staying up all night to game mm -hmm. over activities that generate income. And then I hear the oh, you know, I didn't pay this this month and I'm in trouble and blah blah blah. And does I'm he ask like, you to lend him money? Huh? Hmm? For the track. I mean <laughs> I mean when he has to go put it on a horse, I mean what are you gonna do? I no nothing. You I'm give saying. it to your buddy. I mean yeah. that's what you do, right? Yeah, I mean, there are people who are claiming this is a bunch of baloney, this is not a real thing, but again, you've seen it, Yeah, I've seen well, it, and, and it has to be something that is over a long period of time and again is truly a detriment to other parts of your life. Right, the, the irony about that reaction is that the first response to a lot of this is typically denial. Right, sure. They're like, I can quit whenever I want. <laughs> You know, and, and that's and like I said, that is normally the pushback is like, you know, well, I'm a gamer and this doesn't happen to me. Well, it probably doesn't happen to you, but there are individuals that this does happen mm -hmm. to. Gaming is not under attack. You don't have to worry about <laughs> it. It'll still be there. You, you know, know, it's always under attack, Joe. Always. What is always under attack? Every day you can look Every it up day. online and it will be there. Millennials. Yes. Yes, the generation that won't get off our damn lawn. <laughs> if you're 18 to 37, every day you can find an article or somebody bitching about you. And you know what? I will say this. I think that they're unfairly judged. A lot of the judgments levied on millennials mm -hmm. have to do with the fact that they just do things differently. Sure. You know, I mean... And we are know. opposed to change. Right. We're old. We're sending our way. To me, you know, for example, everybody, go, everybody will go back to the baby boomers. Yeah. Like, oh, the baby boomers changed everything. And then Generation X was like, God, baby boomers... We'll do it better. 
in our own kind of way. Then the baby boomers pushed back on the Generation Xers, and we're like, shit, we need somebody to push back on. <laughs> the millennials are here. Let's do it. There's a dog. Let's kick yeah. it down. Yeah, exactly. So there was, again, new study out. This one says if you're a millennial, you are part of the worst tippers in the country. Mm-hmm. That 10% of millennials allegedly leave no, no tip, tip at all. That other age groups, older, uh, will only 3% will leave no tip, mm. but 10% of the millennial age group will leave no tip whatsoever, mm-hmm. which that's bull. However, the next thing, if you want to kind of fight over it, it's only a smidge, uh, that most leave 15%. Right. I'm a 20%er, sometimes more than 20%. Yeah. I'm a sliding scale person myself. You, you? Start at, you start at 20, okay. and it creeps up with exceptional service, and it slides down with crappy service. Very simple. You, re- I mean, you really have to mess up for me to leave you less than 20%. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the last time I left less than 20% yeah. as a tip. It's just a, it's just a habit. Like, you would literally have to set the table on fire and then poop on it. Right. And I'll be like, no, all right, 15%. <laughs> wow, that's um, <laughs> never had that happen at a restaurant before, no, Sarah. No, no. I, I would totally agree. And I think there's a couple things I think that contribute to this. Number one is, you know, a lot of things don't, you know, for, I mean, and I'm dead serious about this. A lot of apps are just realizing, like, hey, we need to incorporate tipping into the app. And sure. the, this generation is definitely an app-driven generation. And then also, um, you know, if you look at Generation X, many of us had to work menial jobs that required tipping. So we And we remember it. that. And a lot of millennials I know, either they go straight, they skip over. Like, for example, I have nieces and nephews that have skipped over, like, waiting tables mm-hmm. and gone straight into internships at, you know, great companies and sure. things like that. So it's just a concept that's kind of lost on them. Yeah. So, you know. No, I was never a waitress. I was only ever a hostess. However, I, I have complete sympathy, complete empathy, because I... I seen how stressful it is and how hard mm-hmm. it is and you know and I've been there busting tables to help out and trying to do whatever I can mm-hmm. to help out at the waiters and waitresses and so I know how tough it is but they're saying that with Millennials yes they have jobs but a lot of them it's in this day and age a lot of companies aren't doing raises or they're not doing them very quickly right. and then they're having to pay off their student loans and mm-hmm. so they're just in this place where they're like you know what 15% yeah. is good enough. I am not going to go all the way up to 20 Yeah, for you. And I, 15% still is just substandard to me. Yeah. Mm. No, I agree. Then uh, earlier, we, we didn't quite mention um, Chris Pratt. He was at the um, MTV Movie Awards. He got, I think it was called the Icon Award, Movie Icon Award, uh, it's, which, it's slow down, you haven't been yeah. in the movies for that no. long, Andy Dwyer. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's been in a lot of big hits. He's definitely, he hit his stride and right. has kept on going with all of the Guardians of the Galaxy and Jurassic movies yeah. and things of that nature. Um, but he was there, and so he gave a speech, and it was kind of a, a bit of a weird... You know how we talked about how when Jimmy Fallon spoke at that graduation that he struck a really good balance between um, comedy and serious? Yes. That did not happen with Chris Pratt last oh. night because he was going through a list of things that he wanted to teach to the younger generation. Mm. And he veered between a lot of uh, stuff about God and praying, and it was, like, very serious Mm. about it. And then he was giving tips about how you can poop at a party and not leave that much smell behind. Yes. I I, I appreciate the range. (laughs) Uh, 
know, all over the place. If that's you know, if, if you've got that type of range, I say try to hit all the notes. But if you can't hit the notes, stick to one. But he is a, a single man right mm. now, which bummed a lot of people out. I liked him and Anna Ferris as a, a couple. I thought they yes. were really cute, and they have a really sweet little son together. And um, she has already moved on and started dating somebody else, but he hadn't really been seen with anyone until recently. Uh -oh. So he is 38. His new apparent girlfriend is 28. Mm. Shocker. And is the daughter of Maria Shriver and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh-huh. He's dating the Terminator's daughter. So basically what happens is, is that if this relationship goes south, and thank God she looks more like Maria. She looks exactly like Maria saying. Shriver, but even hotter. She's gorgeous. Yeah, if, if the relationship goes south, it ends normally in a factory where her dad is just coming after you and not quitting. <laughs> and you've got to find some type of press, you know, and then he gets crushed. And even though his lower torso is chopped off, he still comes after you. So just watch what's going on here. Unless you can find a twin of Arnold's in the future, reprogram him and send him back in time to defend you. I'm just saying. This is good, solid yes. dating advice from yeah. Pop That Culture. Yes, and, Thank and you, remember, Joe. because Chris Pratt, he's just a guardian of the galaxy. He's not the parent of the galaxy. No. Meaning, the most the guardian can do is take him to like a PG-13 movie. Sure. You know, because it's a parent or a guardian. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, now we've cleared up that. Mm. If you have uh, any problems dating somebody with a scary dad. But when we get back, we are going to talk about the hot game show that's coming back for a second season. Was and it around for a first? It was around for a first. And this time, they promise more transparency, fewer secrets. They're going to let you know what's really going on. And we'll explain it when we get back on Pop That Culture. Want to stay informed, entertained, and enlightened? Get connected and stay connected today to New Radio Media. The new Radio Media app is now available for download in the Apple and Google Play Store. Just search for NRM Streams for unlimited access to archived, live, new, exciting, and unique content. Welcome to Geektainment Weekly, all for free. Do it now. Stay connected. <laughs> And action. And millions of ducks. Two guys go to newradiomedia.com. The Arts and Entertainment Channel on New Radio Media. Dot com. What's going on in your neighborhood? They say it takes a village. It's the simple things. The things that are a testament to the old. And the things that are a testament to the new. Know what's going on in your community. Check out our community channel on newradiomedia.com. It's all about you, and that's the way we like it. Where you're going. What you do to stay fit. What you're eating. What you're thinking. 
and how you're feeling. Join the conversation at NewRadioMedia.com's Lifestyles channel. Stream the life you want to live. On Pop That Culture, and this week a lot of summertime shows are kind of kicking off. Mm. Um, oh, there was a show last night that I refused to watch called The Proposal on ABC. No. It no. came on after The Bachelorette. No. no. <laughs> where uh, the woman and the man, each of the contestants, are disguised from the people that want to meet them, mm. and they don't meet them until the very end, and then the person is supposed to propose to them right on the spot. Like, on The Bachelorette and The Bachelor, you at least get, I don't know, like three weeks to kind of get to know somebody. No. On this show, you have to make a decision in an hour if right. you want to marry somebody. Yeah, I've seen the promos for it, and the answer is no. Yeah. I, it's just, <laughs> Joe's answer is no, I will not I, marry I mean, you. really, but if they want to make a whole channel on this, you could do a promposal show. Oh. The proposal show, The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, mm -hmm. and then the, do the divorce thing. Yeah. You know, they should get polygamists. They should do a show <laughs> with a whole bunch of polygamists. And then they compete to see who gets divorced. <laughs> like, who? you're no longer a sister wife. Sorry. So that show's here for the summertime. We spoke yesterday about how the Detroiters is back for season two this Thursday on Comedy Central. Mm. And also starting on Thursday is the reboot of The Gong Show, which was around last summer. Right. And it was amusing, but I didn't realize they loved it so much they wanted to bring it back for a second well, season. <laughs> if you haven't seen the uh, the new gong show, like the gong show that I grew up with was uh, was hosted by a usually drunk Chuck Barris yes. in, a, in a floppy tuxedo with ruffles, and uh, you'd have all these like stars still left over from the vaudeville generation because they were still alive back then. <laughs> yes. And they, it was a talent show, and then they'd gong if they didn't like your shtick. Yeah. So um, apparently... They brought it back with Mike Myers hosting it, but he was playing a character. Named Tommy Maitland. And I have to tell you, the first time I turned on the gong show, I didn't, I had not read any articles and I didn't realize that Mike Myers was doing mm. this. And I couldn't understand what I was looking at. And I got really close to the TV. I'm like, why is his face weird? And then I Googled it and I looked it up. And I'm like, oh, because it's Mike Myers under like five hours of prosthetics right. and makeup. But he, they forced everybody in the press when they were doing interviews for the show to go along with the whole premise. And that this was a, a British host that a 55-year-old cheeky radio and television host recently retired whose checkered career included the Hoosie Whats on radio. Mm. He wore a dustman's hat and the Australian game show Dingo's Got the Baby was actually like in the press notes right. for them to do the interview. And so everyone for a long time had to pretend like they didn't know that it was Mike Myers in the makeup see it, it would have been better if they would have let mike myers use all of his catchphrases from the <laughs> 90s right so like yeah baby or hello and you know and it would have been better i'm just saying if you're going to have mike myers right have him do mike myers well he does in a way because even if you didn't know that it was him if right. you just looked at the makeup the way he dances and moves around you mm. can still you can tell that it's him the whole time right and it actually oddly works for the because it's such a weird show it's mm -hmm. interesting to have a weird fake host as right. the show well you know it. what they they tried it with viva variety 
Remember Viva Variety? It was a variety show. And if you remember MTV from the 90s, there was a sketch comedy troupe called The State. And it yes, was I um, that. Michael Ian Black mm-hmm. and, uh, and the other guy um, who, God, he just I shows remember, up. I know what you're talking about, but and, he and stayed they, on but, MTV. Yeah, and, yeah, and they, they, played, they, they played two different guys who were hosting a variety show. And they were like European or something <laughs> like that. And it, they, they played characters as hosts. And it's, this kind of screams of the same thing. Uh, just saying. Yes. Ujo, I saw something that I'm kind of excited about. Hmm. First of all. Why? I think it's hysterical. I think the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile uh-huh. is funny. Okay. And I didn't realize until just yesterday that they have a whole fleet of different oh, vehicles. Yeah. I had no... It's like Batmobiles. Yes! There's a Wiener cave. No, I knew that there was more than one. I didn't realize there was more than one kind. They mm. have like a Wiener Vespa. They have a Wiener yeah. Rover and a Wiener Drone. And yeah. now they just announced that they have an Oscar Mayer Wiener jetpack. Yeah. Where there's a dude that's going to be flying around yeah. and bringing hot dogs to people this summer. This is amazing. All he needs is a hot dog gun. <laughs> like modify a t-shirt can and just like belt people with, but use the the, the skinless. Right. Because the hard ones, if you use a kegel, <laughs> uh, it'll, you'll just nail somebody. But it is Oscar Mayer. So I think everybody will be safe, right? I would love to take a ride in the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. I can't imagine having it as your regular day-to-day car because parking would be obnoxious. That thing's got to be difficult well, to get no, to the spot. Well, no, you know what? If I were driving the Wienermobile, I would be the guy that parks at the back of the lot and takes up like four spaces. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think next is the Wiener Submarine. I hope so. Uh, I would love to see that. Um, I would love to see the Wiener Jet. Um, which basically the looks like a hot dog. Wiener Jet? <laughs> I'm not even touching that. No, no, no. But, you know, I, I think hot dogs are, are awesome models for vehicles. I'm just saying. <laughs> you know what an awesome model for a show is? Uh, the Craig Folly Show. If you base it on the Craig Folly Show. Yes. Yes. And he is coming up next on New Radio Media with two hours of Craig Folly for your listening yeah. and viewing pleasure. And it is skinless. Absolutely skinless. <laughs> I don't want to know what that means. We'll see you tomorrow on Wednesday. Yeah, the Wednesday. I don't know. Bye. Because if I were an Oscar Mayer wiener, everyone would be in love with me. Yes, I just made a joke about Craig Foley's foreskin. <laughs> <laughs>